fight fans, today Fight Hub podcast with the nostalgic freak and Romeo 50 Cent Eraze joins with Cap Combat Sports to bring you a collaboration interview with the one and only UFC's lightweight, Matt the Steamroller Fravola. Yeah. Yo, yo. Uh, yeah, bro. What's up, man? Uh, Matt, What's good? How are we oh, doing? Yeah. We we doing good. I'm, uh, before I, before better I start, now. yeah, better now. Yeah, I'm over here at home, bro. I'm I'm not too far from you. You already know. Yeah, yeah how you doing back. with this snowstorm out here? It sucks, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Look, it's coming down, coming yeah, right down now. good. Yeah, if I open up the curtains up back here, my lady was like, you know, the light, the glare was like it was giving off some crazy shit over. You miss like, the Abu Dhabi weather? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right? I do. I you do. Know? That sun was nice oh, out man. there. All right, brother. Do, yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start start off. I'm gonna do a little intro. They're gonna have to ask you some questions because it's a friend of Marab's right there. Yeah, so, saw the Georgian flag. So you already know. So once I I find out, you know, with you and stuff like that, he's got a he's got a couple of he got a couple of good questions. Uh, Romeo here, he's in Brooklyn, and George is in China. So I'm going to start this off. Uh, well, we actually, before you start, I'm sorry, but we actually met a couple of times, me and Matt. I don't expect him to remember me, of course, but yeah. he probably meets 100 people every day. But we, we met a bunch of times in uh, Longo's gym. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, nice, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like I definitely remember seeing you around there. One question. What have you overcome to get where you are now? Man, you know, the fight life, you got to overcome a lot. You know, I've had so many injuries uh, throughout my career and even in that. And, you know, in injuries are, are always like the toughest. And then uh, there's a lot of setbacks and setbacks can always come in different forms, whether it's injuries, whether it's losses, whether it's, you know, anything. But I always said, that you know, setbacks and uh, and like small losses like that really define who you are. And uh, the way you come back from a setback is going to you know, dictate what kind of person you are. And I always said that. So after every setback, you know, I make sure to put in the work and come back stronger. Uh, what have you read, listened to, or experienced that has inspired you recently? Um, you know, one of, one of the first books I read uh, is called The Compound, Compound Effect. And uh, that, that was one of the books that really, really helped me. Uh, when I read it when I was, like, young. I was just starting out fighting. I was an amateur and it was just uh, the compound effects. It's just, you know, every decision, it doesn't even matter how small, you know, will compound itself. And you have to make, you know, 
every decision, every, every action that you do, you know, leads you to your goals. And, and then it said a lot about, uh, about writing things down. You know, I wrote down my goals, you know, tracking, tracking your progress and, uh, you know, made me, I started doing a, a training log and, and I write down all my training, you know, every day, every week I plan out my training. I write it all down and I've got about eight years of training logs, like in notebooks on my desk right now. Wow. And I always, you know, every, every fight camp, I always look back and that's really where my confidence comes is from uh, my hard work. And I'll look back and I'll, you know, 10 weeks, I'm working my ass off nine weeks. I'm working my ass off eight weeks, seven weeks, six weeks, five weeks, all the way up into the fight. And then that fight week, I look back at my fight camp and I'm like, damn, you know, I've been crushing it these 10 weeks. I'm prepared. You know, I put the work in. It's right here. I don't, I don't lie in my notebook. You know, that's, yeah. that notebook's between me and, and myself and whoever I'm close enough to share it with. And Absolutely. I never, never lie in it. And that's really where my confidence comes. And then even like my next fight camp, I'll go back and I'll look at my past camp and I'll, you know, see where, where was I when I was five weeks out? You know, what was I doing when I was four weeks out? Uh, and it, it really helps. Right. Right. Wow. Um, and who are the three people who have, who have been most influential to you? Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, I'd say, you know, my, my, uh, manager and my head coach, Matt Arroyo down in Tampa, Florida, Okay. you know, he, uh, he definitely showed me the ropes. You know, I started fighting amateur when I was down there and he really taught me what a fight camp was. And, uh, and then after, you know, after that, the man, the legend, Ray Longo, you know, oh. ha having Ray Godfather. Longo with New, me. New York rapper, man, that guy. The Godfather. Oh, you, man. What he do yeah, with yeah. Just, just hearing Ray Longo's name, it lights up my face every time. Sure, man. I know. I mean, he, he's as, as real as it gets. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll tell you how it is. And uh, no sugarcoat, he, he's as real as it gets. And and you need you need that on your team. You know, you, yeah. you need a, a coach that's going to tell you, you know, you got to be sparring more, you you know, after, even after this fight, you know, I went and talked to him and, you know, he was, he was, he, he knew that I fought hard, but he was like, listen, we got to do boxing rounds. So now that's something I'm going to start adding in doing more just straight boxing rounds. And, uh, that's, that's the kind of coach you need on your team. Yeah, definitely. Def definitely not a yes, man. Another question is what is one myth about the industry that, uh, you want to debunk? if possible right now myth you know um i guess you know a lot of a lot of people say you know weight cutting weight cutting is definitely really dangerous like if you do it the wrong way mm -hmm. but if you're if you're disciplined and you li and live in the the martial artist lifestyle you know and and you know your body and at the professional level you need to have found your right weight class and you have to found you know figure out your body you know know your body through exactly. through your amateurs through when you're younger so by the time you're at the the pro level you know you should have your weight cut down and uh and it, and it won't be dangerous as long as you do it the right way you know it's yeah. it's part of the sport and that's why it blows my mind that all these professionals you know even at the ufc level are missing weight are are again like yeah. are, are collapsing and like not not like fit after weight cut to fight it's like come on that's amateur shit yeah, yeah, fair enough. Especially if uh, if the other pros are uh, was it, show, up was, for, show up, show up for work prepared. 
Yeah, yeah. wasn't your last fight? Did did uh, Armand miss weight for your for your last fight as well? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah, he missed weight. He missed weight, but uh, you know that last win was definitely a it was a whirlwind. You know, he he probably found out. I mean, I I was I was cutting weight, everything. I was out in Fight Island. It was a day of weigh-ins, and I had I had three pounds left to cut. And uh, I was right on schedule. You know, it's it's never easy, but it's always, you know, I'm always I, I'm always right on schedule with it. And uh, my coach walks in, and he's like, he's like, yeah, Ottman's out. The UFC cut him, and just didn't. And I was like, I, I was I was like, unbelievable. You know, this is unbelievable. And but uh, you know, and then and then he told me he doesn't he can't tell me why. Like, and there's he's like they'll tell us at weigh-ins, but he was like. You know, still, you know, cut the weight, make weight, um, and you'll be a replacement. You know, you could be fighting Michael Chandler. Wow. You'd be fighting uh, Dustin Poirier. You know, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. You know? I was looking <laughs> I, I, it was, and having, having to cut uh, that last three pounds, you know, without an opponent definitely sucked. You know, it was yeah. like because because your mind, you're cutting weight, you know, and uh, I was like, man, am, am I, I'm not might not even have to fight. I might not even get the fight, and I was it was it was a rough weight cut in that sense, but the weight fell off easy. Um, yeah, it's yeah. crazy how quickly things change, like yeah, within really a moment, is. and then it's difficult for you to uh, sometimes adjust your mindset because yeah. you are planning for certain things, and then the new changes you have changes your mindset, like your thinking is affected by that. And uh, um, what you were saying about keeping a log, like your diary, I think that's, that's like um, you're, you're using your thoughts to um, have a positive outcome in whatever 100%. Yeah. Fighting is just as much mental as it is physical, you know? Um, and uh, that's, that's it. You know, every, every fight, I have a warrior mindset. And uh, one of my coach always told me, he was like, there's, uh, there's a warriors and there's athletes, you know, and yeah. say like, uh, like the day of the fight, you know, somebody, you know, that your hands aren't wrapped, right? The hand, your hands are too tight. You don't have a good warm up. You know, those are like athletes be like, oh, you know, I didn't have a good warm up. My hands weren't taped right. So, you know, this happened. I didn't have the right breakfast. <laughs> I didn't, you know, whatever. And then they'll build excuses mm -hmm. in their mind, but a warrior yeah. mindset is it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens, you know, yeah. you put in the work, it does like, especially, you know, fight week, the day of the fight, it doesn't matter. You put the work in You're a warrior, you're going to show up and you're going to be prepared to fight. And, and you know, whatever happens, you're that's prepared a for a 15 minute fight and you go in there and you do it. And that, that's how I always have is warrior mindset. Another question. Is there anyone on your in on your uh, on your team at uh, law MMA or in Tampa, who we should be looking out for? Oh my God, there's so many, so, so many, many, right? That that's like another show. Yeah. <laughs> that's another show. Time. But, but at, you know, at law, you, you got great, you know, a great guy at 55, Nazim. Uh, yeah. Naz is yeah. coming. Yeah. And then, you know, you got you got he's right my, at he's my neighbor. Basically. Yeah, Nas is a beast. You know, he's gonna yeah. be. You know, he'll oh, have yeah. a fight soon and he'll show. And then you got Dylan. Yeah. You got Charlie, all at fifty-five as well. Pumi. Yeah, and then you know you got Pumi coming. Like, Jesus uh, Christ, that guy's good. Yeah. Oh, you, you got, got Pompos. You got so many guys there; it's unbelievable. Yeah, guys coming out of Long Island, uh, New York in general, in the, from this area, they're not. They're, everybody's a fan favorite. Everybody who comes out of there, 
uh, this area, everybody's a fan for it. Their fighting style is very similar. Like they come to fight. Yeah, New York, bro. Awesome. It's awesome. You got you got <laughs> the kid Justin coming up too. Like so so many. You talking about Justin yeah. Montalvo? Yeah, Justin's a beast. Justin's yeah. a beast. I, yeah. I, I, I have to. Uh, we've been speaking about something, uh, an interview with him. Justin is a definite beast. His hands are like that KO oh. debut in Ring of Combat, man. Oh yeah, God, yeah, man. sir. He's you got know. that that boxing background too. He I'm does. I was he talking does. to him. I'm gonna start getting some boxing rounds in with him, and uh, you know, just that, everybody sure. at the gym, you know. And then down in Tampa too. There's a lot of great up and comers down in Tampa. Um, pros and and amateurs billy you know, q. Dan, yeah billy q is already he's already in you know in the big in the show USA. and then we got we got uh danny matos uh hugh poley troy gerhardt and then a that's bunch right. of good amateurs coming up too it's it's good man that's what's up that's what's up another question how beneficial has it been is it for you to have two gyms to train at it's it's good you know i got a great team uh, down in Tampa, and then I got a great team uh, back home in Long Island. And uh, being being able to uh, split up my camps uh, is good, you know, because it's always good to get like a fresh, a fresh spot, you know, a couple new new looks, new coaches. Exactly. And for me, you know, sometimes if I if I get too comfortable and too complacent, you know, I know I need to make a little change. And and uh, being able to break up my my fight camps and. Uh, do it that way it, it always keeps me on my toes and you know uh, i'm thankful that all my coaches you know understand and uh, everyone gets along everyone gets it and uh everyone's you know got the same goal in mind so it's uh yeah, we're all working well, one more thing uh what advice would you give to someone right uh trying to pursue a career as an mma fighter you know, I, I always tell the young fighters that come in and they, they always want to fight. I tell them, you do jujitsu, you got a gi. And I tell them to get a gi and get get on that jujitsu grind. Because that, that's, I feel like, you know, uh, if you want to fight, you got to do it all. But uh, jujitsu, jujitsu takes the longest to really get a grasp of. And, and it seems to be the hardest for fighters to really uh, fall in love with. Unless you, they're like a wrestler and have that grappling background. But Right. Um, I always tell people starting out, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise anybody to take an MMA fight until you're blue belt. I think you got to, uh, you got to get, you know, get, get a couple of grappling tournaments and maybe, maybe, you know, if you're a striker, keep, keep, you know, boxing amateur, keep uh, maybe getting some kickboxing, but really fall in love with the grappling and the jujitsu and compete in that. And then maybe, you know, once, once you get a kick, an amateur kickboxing an amateur boxing, a couple tournaments, get your blue belt and then, Make that dive in the MMA. Who came up with the name with with the name Steamroller? Uh, that that was uh, that was my old uncle, my uh, my my uncle Dolzy. He's a Boston guy, okay. and uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he him and my dad were at all my amateur fights coming up. Oh, your dad, and the, and they're always they're always yeah. you know bouncing back and forth. You know they we, he needs a nickname. He's a nickname. Nickname. And then uh, you know they're they're watching one of my amateur fights. You know at a at a casino in Immokalee, Florida. Right. And uh, and then just you know steamroller frivola. It Perfect. rolls off the tongue. And then and then I was Perfect. you know running through people and uh, so. and uh, you know he it stuck. I like that. Parola, Parola is Italian, right? Yeah, Italian? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, because he looks Irish, but he's Italian. He got yeah. an Italian last name. Which is you remember when someone you said someone thought you were Conor McGregor? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even at Fight Island, like, uh, yeah, you, with that like picture, the... that 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 photo that you put up, you but definitely yeah, like have that. some Celtic warrior blood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but real recognizes real, and Braveheart, good man, that picture, Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's Irish and my dad's Italian, so I got the fighting Irish and I got the Italian stallion. Cla- classic, classic, one hundred percent American. Minka. Yeah. Nah, you don't know. You you understand? <laughs> Sorry about that, <laughs> but uh. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let uh, these guys ask you some questions because won't be you were one very inf- one influential one. with someone's yeah. uh, you know uh, with someone's name, but I'm gonna let them handle that. All right, thanks. Well, Jim. I'm gonna lay I'm gonna lay back. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna I want to thank you for for letting us you know chip in. We're doing this uh, for Georgian MMA fans, as you know. Like we recently showed up in, in the UFC, we got Marab and a few other guys now and people are coming in. So we're doing this uh, independent podcast for the fans, basically, and it's growing every day, which is great. And this is uh, this is awesome to, to be able to talk to somebody like Matt here. Uh, but I'm in New York, so I can always go down to Law MMA, Pandemic and that. I can always see Marab, Matt, Al, Aljo, everybody, and, you know, Ray, talk to them. But uh, uh, for, for Gio, he doesn't have that opportunity, so I'm going to let Gio, you know, fire off some questions here. And, uh, yeah, definitely, man. Take, yeah, take you know, away. you guys, thanks, you thanks guys again. already know. You hit, hit me up whenever, and we'll, we could talk whenever. I'm, I appreciate I'm, it, man. Yeah, it's, so. It would be huge for because Georgian MMA fans, they don't really, they're not uh, pampered with, uh, you know, uh, famous guys, famous fighters uh, talking to them directly through the exactly. podcast or whatever. Like, so like George, these Georgians are, are coming, man. These Georgians are yeah. coming. Fight Hulk, like, is our channel is like the first yeah. ever independent yeah. uh, <laughs> MMA podcast. And, um, I mean, we know about you guys, at, especially at law, because Marab is a pioneer. He's, he, he's, he, he kind of made Georgian MMA. And because of Marab today, uh, MMA is so popular in Georgia and like people, it's like growing so fast. And, uh, um, also I just wanted to, uh, say that it was an honor to meet you, man. And, uh, when Marab came to Georgia a couple of years ago, uh, he went, he went on, all like famous uh national tv shows and like kind of like saturday night lives and even news and all that and uh uh they they all asked him like where you got your name from the machine and (laughs) my teammate matt the steamroller frivola gave it to me so (laughs) if i I have to ask you because i know that every every georgian wants to know how how did you come up with that name for marab and does it have anything to do with uh that machine that uh, what's that machine? That um, the uh, what's that machine? Oh, the one that Matt Sarah hates. The one that Matt Sarah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I forget that. Uh, but, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Marab is the man. Yeah. You know, he he is such an inspiration in the gym. He's the hardest worker in the gym, and uh, just watching, you know, being a, being able to train with him and and then watch him do his thing is like is inspiring and. Uh, and yeah, you know, watching him around the gym, just like sparring rounds after rounds after rounds, yeah. he'll do his, he'll do like his hard <laughs> three rounds and then he'll go and do like another five rounds with random people, anybody in the gym, he'll just go and do a round with. Yeah. Do you ever get and tired like, of just watching him? I do. I do. <laughs> but uh, like start sweating, I was, I was like, watching him doing it. And I was like, man. and I was always thinking like, like I always said, Marab, you're going to be a superstar. And I was, and I was like to, to get the American to get like the American uh, 
uh, audience to really, uh, uh, you know, buy into it. Uh, you know, Marab is, is an easy name, but he, I was like, you need like a nickname, you need something. And then, and then finally I was like throwing out nicknames. I was like, you're a machine, bro. Like you don't stop. It's, it's and, and then I was like, man, I mean, great and job. I was like, Marab, you're, you're the machine, the machine. Yeah. And then, and then I, I planted the seed. I started, you know, saying it around the gym. And the thing with the thing with nicknames is you can't force a nickname. You can't. You can't, yeah. you can't force it. You plant the seed. You see if it picks up steam. So I planted that seed of the machine. Yeah. And then, and then it, you know, everyone started, it started picking up steam. And now he is the machine. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, kid. That could be that could that that uh, that uh, nickname is so perfect. That could be like your second profession, like yeah, nicknames yeah. for people. That would yeah, be I perfect. Mean, I got one good one. You know, like I said, I, I always I always see the amateurs and like the the ones that stick out to me. I, I'm always thinking about nicknames, so we'll see. The fact that Georgians get at Law MMA because of Marab now. When I came to when I saw when I first came into Law MMA just to train. And he was like, uh, who are, nobody knew me, of course. And they were like, oh, you Georgian. Go ahead. Go, go inside. Change whatever. Do what, you know, go train yeah. whoever you want. So that was awesome. That was an awesome feeling. I mean, Marab is the first Georgian I ever met. But I've, I love all Georgians now just because of Marab. It, man. <laughs> and we don't get a lot of support because we're a small country. We know, but not a lot of people know about us. But whoever supports us, we ride, and, ride or die with them. Like, That's every, what I love. Anybody. anybody. On Go behalf ahead, of Sorry. all Georgia, all Georgia, and all MMA fans, I thank you, sir. It was an honor, and uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, take. I don't want to take too much of your time, but like we, we gotta know uh, what's your ideal, like a, uh, plan, uh, of like how active do you do you plan to stay this year? Yeah, like? I definitely, I definitely want to stay, stay as active as possible. You know, I'm getting back into into training, getting the, uh, you know, getting the juices flowing. And, you know, everybody, everybody's different. Like you look at a guy like Marab, that dude stays ready. He's, he's like, and that's just, that's just his, his build. You know, a guy like me a little bit more, you know, I I have, I have uh, my balance, you know, so I'll I'll have my fight and then I gotta, I gotta let my body almost reset. And now I start building back up and I'm telling, uh, I'm talking to my manager about like April, May. So I definitely want a quick turnaround. And uh, get get a good fight in uh, in April or May is what I'm what I'm looking at. And then after that, you know, stay as busy as possible. Get out there, get a big win, no injuries. You know, get right back to it. It was an absolute. A quick question, Matt. Why is does it feel different fighting on a Conor McGregor card? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it, it was does, a, right? yeah. It was definitely a, a different uh, just a, a different atmosphere. Even even yeah. fight week. I mean, when I was in Abu Dhabi, uh, there was two pools there at, at the W Hotel, and uh, the one the one pool was like the party pool where everyone would go to, but then the other pool was like a bigger pool where I would go there because I would swim, I would do some laps. Yeah. And uh, and McGregor would pull up to that pool every day with his whole crew, his like bodyguards and stuff, yeah. and uh, so I got to kind of chill with McGregor at the pool like a couple of days while I was in there. Real recognized, real. Real recognized, real. Real recognized, real. Recognize real. He was, he was way he was way more humble than you would think, and despite uh, all cool the to... shit and shenanigans, I think he's, a, he's, not, he's not a bad guy. You know. He's yeah, you know, I, I like I liked uh, the the new kind of McGregor you saw during the last two fights. Yeah, he kind of seems like he's more mature, and uh, I get yeah. it. You know, you got you got to sell the fight and all that, but I, I'm a martial artist and I respect that. Of course, uh, you know how he is. Yeah, I like Conor McGregor also. Not for none. And we'll see. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, 
you know, it'll be exciting to see how he comes back from that loss. Yeah. Especially if he takes the Ally Aquinta fight, like he said, he wanted. Oh, yeah, that's the one he needs to. <laughs> yeah. He needs to take Ally Aquinta. Ally Aquinta, that's another dude, man. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, can't wait to see Al back at it. I know we're, we're running out of time, but, man, I mean, this might be interesting for you. I met Al in Uber the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the that's driver, funny. too. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I was Imagine. like, I'm friends with Barack. Oh, he was like, really? <laughs> He picks That's up Al really in the car in an Uber. Yeah. It was, it was funny, man. Turn around and say, stay out. It was a couple of summers ago. A couple of summers back. It was nice. Hey, uh, one more thing, right? Where, where, can, our, where can our viewers find you online? Uh, the best spot is uh, Instagram, uh, Steamroll Frivola underscore MMA. I uh, mainly do all, all my posting on there. But uh, get me on Facebook, too. And uh, yeah, you can follow follow the journey. Hey, thank you, appreciate thank you. it, sir. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hit me up whenever you want to talk. We thank appreciate you so much. It, we'll do, man. Matt Steamroller Favola, check him out. Support him. He's a hell of a fighter, man. Just watch. Good him. luck, brother. See Warrior. Best luck. And I'm right, and, and I want to see you soon. The, Take care, brother. Enjoy that Super Bowl. Best country, Georgia. Ah! 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 Yeah.